This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. And welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics podcast. My name's Judy Reese, and with me today is Noam Krustuki. Hello, Noam. Hi, Judy. Uh, Noam, would you like to introduce yourself and, and what the kind of things you do in relation to collaboration? Sure. Uh, so I believe that everything um, can be elevated into an art form. And so most of my work is coaching people to create masterpieces in, in their life and their work. And the other side of my work is that I create my own sort of little masterpieces. Um, I write books. I've uh, created, uh, I've had four photo exhibitions. I'm now launching um, a new blog. And so a lot of my work um, is possible because people want to collaborate with me and because I've had fantastic people to collaborate with. Um, and then also the, the, the clients that I work with, a lot of people that I coach and train, um, themselves, they lead teams, um, and they have to collaborate with other people. So it's very interesting for me to be able to see the collaboration from the work that I do with my clients directly, but also one and two steps removed. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to say that uh, you are, in fact, living the dream in Costa Rica. Oh yeah, I do. I, I've moved uh, about a year ago to Costa Rica, where I now live, and I do all my work from my little terrace, where I'm surrounded by palm trees and monkeys and squirrels and birds, and um, it is the best office I've ever had in my life. So, if there's the odd <laughs> background noise, then we know what that is. Uh huh. Exactly. Excellent stuff. So, so let's start with the question I ask each of my interviewees. When you were collaborating at your best, that's like what? It's like working alone. Um, and um, I know that uh, w- w- when I was first thinking about this podcast, uh, I sort of looked back at the notes that I wrote um, after thinking this answer this morning. And, uh, and, I, and what I wrote, uh, my first uh, the first thing I wrote was, it's like life. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of very happy and pleased to see that the two answers seem to 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 relate to each other. So uh, hopefully there's at least some coherence here. Mm-hmm. So when it's like working alone, what mm-hmm. kind of working alone is that? It's the kind of working alone in which you can't not do, you can't, not do it Mm -hmm. in that when you work alone you're well whatever you do whether you work in a team or whether you work alone what you do is always what you do Mm -hmm. so whether you work in a team or you work alone you're really always working alone Mm. um and what you're doing is always what you're doing (laughs) so that's that that that's in in that sense you're working, you're working alone or in a team, you're working alone. And at the same time, the other thing that, that comes to my mind is that when I work alone, there's all these voices in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was watching this weekend this uh, the, the new Pixar animation, Inside Out, 
which I was very, very pleased by because finally it showed uh, visually, I think, what it's like to work alone, which is that you're working in a team. Mm-hmm. You're collaborating. You're collaborating. Uh, uh, at least I'm collaborating between all the voices in my head because there's a bunch of voices saying different things and I've got to collaborate with them because um, I don't control these voices. Uh, so in that sense, I feel that, yeah, the, the, the more I think about it, the more working alone or working in collaboration seems to be the same thing. When I work alone, I'm stuck collaborating with the voices. And when I work with other people, I'm stuck having to work alone and do my things. Mm. So when you're on your own, you're collaborating with the voices. When you're um, working with other people, you're, you're working with the voices of the other people. Mm-hmm. And still exactly. stuck doing your thing. Exactly. Whatever you yeah. do. So you've got both the voices on the inside and the voices of the other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And so when you're working with other people, what happens to the voices inside you? Ah, this is, I think, where it gets really interesting and where I used to have a lot of problems in my collaboration, actually, because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of teams that I started. I when, when I first went to Poland, I tried to put a team together for my first business three times, and it failed every single time. Um, then I put a team together for my second business, uh, third business, whatever, in the UK when I got there, and, and that got better. Um, mm-hmm. It lasted for a few years. Some things really worked well. Some things didn't work well. And so uh, every, every time it's getting better. And I can, what I can definitely say is that uh, the problem was that when I was working with other people, I didn't realize that I was also having to collaborate between, with all the different voices in my head. And so I was under the impression that when I was talking with one person, that it was one person talking to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the moment I realized that actually it's a bunch of different collaborative voices speaking with a bunch of other collaborative voices, we started having much better conversation and much better collaboration because we realized that different parts of our, of our minds wanted to collaborate in different ways. Mm-hmm. So there's not only your multiple voices, different mm-hmm. parts, but also the other person's multiple voices. Exactly. Mm. And different parts wanted to collaborate in different ways. Exactly. Mm. And when there's more than two of you, then there's a whole other set, however many sets of voices. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets really interesting and complicated because, yeah, it's it's a social dynamic that happens at different um, at different levels. So, People and, and, and we see that when we're um, I'm just trying to think about this, a simple example. Um, yeah, because okay, uh, when when uh, we're in a situation where I'm trying now, I've been offered a new uh, publishing deal. So a publisher reached out to me, and um, now I'm reaching out to my uh, co-authors to say, hey, look, I've got this great offer to republish the books. Um, and it's going to be great. Now, when they receive the emails, both of them, or the three co-authors I've had, they're all thinking different things in their head. And so they've got one voice that says, oh, that's great, really nice, well done, you know, he's bringing a new opportunity. They may have another voice that says, wait, he's trying to keep control here. He's um, He didn't ask me uh, earlier and this and that. And so 
there's a voice of fear, there's a voice of uh, gratefulness. Mm -hmm. And now that person has to deal with that collaboration within their head. And I don't know which voice is going to come out at me. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he comes back to me saying, hey, uh, I can't believe that you're just sending me the information now. Why didn't you invite me to the, the meeting with the publisher, etc.? It's my role to decide which of my voices is going to answer. Mm. And if I answer with the same voice, if, if it's fear against fear, then it becomes a disaster. So by understanding that they're also dealing with this collaboration within their head, I can then choose the best person within my team. Mm -hmm. um, and I see my team here being the, the voice in my head. Who's the best person in my team to reply back? Mm -hmm. And probably that replying with the mirror person wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. So I would probably have to find in myself the part of me that has more empathy, that can understand better. And then, and then we have a dynamic where the part of me that has empathy will talk to the part of him that's scared and then now we can shift and now I can have a different part of me talk to a different part of him and then we can have a, a real group discussion and so with my clients I often find that I often tell my clients that I feel that I'm doing team coaching when I'm coaching one person because I get them to say okay the the entrepreneur in you what does he want the father in you what does he want the the husband in you what does he want the the salesperson what does he want and then you have to deal with your own collaboration so yeah i, I, I don't know if i'm just rambling or if this makes any sense mm -hmm. so an example of when that works really well what 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 would be a story about when when that's worked really well for you um hmm so Probably the, 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 the way my first book was written is, is, is a great example because it's also a great example of how these collaborations are both alone and a, circ, a series of people working together and a series of collaborations that come in and out. Because I wrote my, uh, I, I got invited to give a TED talk in Poland. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's a big long story before that, but let's, let's take it from there because that's enough, I think. I got invited to give a talk to Poland. After that, uh, someone saw the TED talk in America and contacted me to write an article about personal branding. Mm -hmm. Um, the voice in my head that replied was actually, so my collaboration was actually very negative to start with because the voice in my head was fear mm -hmm. and was discomfort. And I was like, no, I don't know anything about this book. Mm. I don't know sorry, anything about this topic. The person came back to me with a different voice, a voice that was more uh, gentle and said, hey, look, actually, put your name on Google and, um, and would you mind having a half hour interview to tell me how you do that? Mm -hmm. And so there's a different part of me that started talking to part of me that was like, oh, yeah, I know about this. So now I started feeling more confident and more, more comfortable. It's like, yeah, sure, okay, I can talk about that. I don't know about personal branding, but I know about how to get the results you get on Google. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of our conversation, I realized that actually I had a lot of interesting stuff. And then another voice in my head came up saying, hey, this is really good, actually. <laughs> this interview is really nice. There's actually great content here. What if this guy wanted to write a book with you? And so I talked to him about it and... and um, 
And so he decided that he wanted to write a book with me, but another voice in his head said, hey, yes, yes, okay, great. I want to write a book, but I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're stuck because we needed one more person for the team. And, and that's when we said, hey, um, anyway, working in a team is working alone. So let's do this alone to start with, and then we'll see whoever is going to join the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a recording for, I don't know, 15, 20 hours or something. He interviewed me for this time and we put structures, etc. And then we had uh, all these recording and I looked for someone who was interested in writing a book and in, uh, in trans- sorry, in transcribing the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when a friend of a friend put us in touch with someone and, and that, and, and that person had their own voices going on in their head, which is that he really wanted a paid project. That was his goal. His goal was to be paid as an author. So that was the first kind of thing that came up, which is, hey, you know, if I'm not paid for this, it's not useful. But then he had another voice in his head that said, I really want to write a book before I'm 30. Mm-hmm. Turned out he was 29. So suddenly he had this collaboration to go uh, with, within his head. And eventually the part of him that won said, hey, you know what? Being paid as a writer, that, that may come later. Let's do this thing first. Mm-hmm. And, and so I guess, and, and, and so that's, that project has happened really by all of us working alone in a certain way, which is I did my own thing. The guy who interviewed me did his own thing. He was an interviewer. He had a blog. So he did his work alone in a way. I did my work alone. The transcriber did his work alone um, in that he did the translation, sent me the, 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 the book back. I would make corrections, send it back to him, etc. But together, we collaborated into the writing of the book. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's sort of how, um, how I see the, the, these two layers and these two things that may seem like the opposite of working alone and working in collaboration to really be part of the same thing. Mm. And that's, your example is so interesting, well, the whole uh, meta- metaphor, the whole story around different voices is so interesting because when I'm working with uh, groups and teams, which the the main thing I do these days, um, one of the skills that I'm constantly talking about is being able to say what you actually want. What's mm. the, the richer angle from what you're talking about, the multiple voices, is that in order to say what you want, that's not that's a non-trivial challenge. If you've got <laughs> multiple things that you want. Uh-huh. And it's exactly. almost inevitable that all of us have multiple things that we want at any one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen, I, I haven't yet met anybody who only wanted one thing at one time. Um, and most of my experience of uh, coaching people and having very deep conversations is that not only all of us want multiple things at the same time, but very often we want opposite things mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, on one hand, we want to, yeah, be praised for our hard work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then on the other hand, we don't want to put effort and we prefer to spend time with friends and relax, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, 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 they're in opposition <laughs> and, and, and we can want both. Uh, so yeah, so I think that it, it makes it, um, uh, very complex. Um, and, and I guess that that was probably the reason for which when you first asked me about collaboration, I was like, whoa, I don't know anything about collaboration. I can't figure that shit out because there's just way too many voices, way too many levels. <laughs> uh, 
um, <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I, I really don't know. There's just too, too many parameters. Um, so yeah, I'm always amazed by people who, who, who have always found it very natural and easy uh, to, to work in collaboration um, in, in, under different, I guess, structures and models. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the whole thing about, I suppose if it's easy for someone to collaborate with the voices in their own head, mm -hmm. presumably they can map that model across to working mm -hmm. with the voices in someone else's head. Absolutely. I find that it helps me a lot to ask people um, questions about the different voices mm -hmm. to say, so the part of you that wants to make money, um, what does that part of you want? Mm -hmm. The part of you that wants to make other people happy, what does that part of you want? Mm -hmm. the, the child in you, what does he want? The husband or the mother in you, what does she want? And by asking these specific questions and say, or the accountant in you, mm -hmm. what, the, what does the accountant want? Oh, the accountant wants, you know, these things to be organized. And so that way I can get people to write down, and especially when people make the effort of writing down their answers, it becomes really interesting because they gain an amazing insight. And the moment they can see the different answers, then we can actually have a, a conversation where it's a lot easier for me to understand them, yeah, because they understand themselves a lot better. Mm. So uh, one of the things that one might choose, if, if you're choosing a collaborative team, is self-awareness in the other person. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. The more they're able to be aware of the multiple things that they want, mm -hmm. the more effective they're likely to be as collaborators. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because they're less likely to instantly speak from a place of fear without even considering the other things that are going on. Mm-hmm, yes, that's that's a very interesting one, yeah, the, the, that... Probably yeah, what goes wrong most of the time in teams is when people start speaking from a place of fear and where it seems that fear is the only voice that everybody has. Mm. And, and, then, and then we can't come to any kind of reasonable discussions. I, 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 for, talking about books, actually, um, there's another interesting example that's happened recently that's, that may highlight the, the other side of the story. So a friend of mine was... Uh, talking to me, um, I don't know, four or five months ago about a book that she wants to write. And when she told me about it, I was like, that sounds amazing. That's exactly uh, one of the topics that I'm exploring for my next book. Mm -hmm. Would you like to write it together? You know, would you like to collaborate on this? Because um, that's how I wrote uh, two of my three books. And, and I think that the two books where I collaborated with other people are way better than the one I did on my own. Just massively better, and uh, I guess the proof in the pudding, which is that the publisher um, only agreed to republish the first and the third book, which I wrote with other people. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of going like. So her answer just blew me away because she said, "Oh no, I would. Uh, I really." She was like, "I uh, I really want to do this alone," and I understood what she wanted to say. And, and uh, what she wanted to say on the sort of social level, and this is where we have the different voices, you know. The, the, the voice on the social level is, well, I always collaborate. I do stuff with other people. I want this feeling of pride, mm -hmm. this feeling that 
I have done this on my own and nobody helped me and I can be proud of my achievement. But then um, I couldn't help but ask the seemingly obnoxious questions which were, oh great, so you're going to write a book alone, so you're going to also print the book on your own? You're also going to uh, build a computer that you're going to write a book on your own? Uh, or you're going to maybe make the pencil and make the paper on your own? And are you going to also make the electricity that you're going to use for light and for the computer on your own? And look on her face was a sort of uh, a disbelief of how obnoxious I am. Um, <laughs> but I think that the, I, I really still believe that there is a deep, profound um, thought behind that, which is that we can't do anything alone. Mm. We can't not collaborate. I mean, I can't do, as a human being, we're, we're one of the very few animals that really can't survive alone. Mm. Babies can't survive alone. We're a social animal. Um, I, I, I can't do all the things on my own. I rely on other people to bring me water, to make my mosquito repellent, um, and, and to provide me with internet and electricity. So, even when I feel like I'm doing stuff on my own, I'm never doing stuff on my own because there's, because the only reason I can quote unquote do something on my own is because all these other people are collaborating with me. Mm. So we can't <laughs> not collaborate. We can't not collaborate and we can't not work alone. Uh, and fundamentally, working on your own at one level is an illusion uh -huh. because you have to rely on other people to produce the, the light and the electricity and all the rest of it. Yeah. Which and, and at the same time, I think that working collaboration is also somehow an illusion. Mm, because you're always working on your own. Mm -hmm. Say more about that working on your own. Sorry, say more about so, the working. Say, on say your more own? about how how working in collaboration is also an illusion. How in fact you're always working on your own. Well, because that's the other thing that I was that, that that got me into problems when I worked in teams and now when I tried building teams that I was trying to take responsibility for other people's work. Mm. But that doesn't work because they work on their own. They do whatever they want. I can't make them do what they, what I want. Um, I can inspire them, and you know, and there's a lot of I spend a lot of my uh, my coaching years and my my sort of consulting time and all of that sort of reading and learning about how to influence people, how to inspire. Mm -hmm. um, because I thought maybe that's a way to collaborate. But I, now that I look back, I'm like, this is not a way to collaborate. That's just trying to make other people, uh, turn other people into minions, mm. turn other people into an extension of me. Mm. But they're still doing work on their own. <laughs> they're still doing the work they want and I can't take responsibility for their work. All I can do is take responsibility for my work, do my work, communicate with them in the best way possible and communicate the best way to the different parts of them. But until I realize that I'm responsible for my work and my work only and I can't take responsibility for someone else's work, um, before I realized that I was just miserable because I was always asking myself questions like, why isn't this person doing this like this? Why isn't she on time? Why isn't this happening? Why aren't they collaborating the way I want? Mm -hmm. 
because uh, they're collaborating on their own way. They're, they're on their own. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, so, so, so that, that, that's this interesting thing. And, and, and it, it, it sort of relates to a quote by Lao Tzu that, um, that was sent to me by, um, I'm now looking for someone to actually join my team. Mm-hmm. I just put, I just put out a, a new job offer. Um, and I've had some amazing um, application and responses because this time I look at this as a collaboration in a very different way than I did before. Mm-hmm. I didn't really present it as a job. I presented it as I want someone to go on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the response would be very different. And one, one girl so sent me a letter saying that a quote by Lao Tzu that says that uh, true leadership is when other people say we've done it on our own mm-hmm. and um and i guess that that's kind of where i feel that it's 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 coming back together the teamwork is we've done it on our own we've done it alone <laughs> and even as a team whenever a team achieves something and i've got clients who work with big teams well they tell me that they achieved it alone mm-hmm. as a team right which is kind of funny. We achieved this alone as a team. Yes. It was just it was, us. It was just us. <laughs> um, which I think is the same as what we say when we say, I've done this alone. It's me and all the bo- voices in my head. Um, and even, even at the country level, I've heard people say that as a country. You know, as a country, we've done this alone. <laughs> and it's really interesting how the human mind can see uh, uh, a group of things as a unit and I guess that's what we do all the time because I never talk about me as we mm. uh, I talk about me as I as if I was one person but really I'm a bunch of little units whether it's the cells or the voices in my head um, and and yeah so I think that may- maybe the, the, the biggest problem with collaborating with other people is the illusion of being able to work alone um, and the same way, the other way around. Mm. Fascinating. Thank you very much <laughs> indeed for all of that. That's uh, My head has almost exploded, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but really interesting things to think about there. Thank you very much for that. Now, we're coming to the end of our time. Now, I need to say that uh, this recording is likely to be uh, published significantly later than than it's actually being recorded so so there's no point applying to known known for a job at this juncture but <laughs> well it might be you might have a million jobs by oh, the time it's you, know, you, you, you never know um so if people do want to get in touch with you and uh, talk to you about this or, or about any of your ideas or find out about your coaching those kind of things who should contact you and how can they contact you mm-hmm. uh so there's, there's... I would say there's two, 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 two main things. One is um, people who are at a stage of being ready to create a second act in their lives. So someone who's been successful in, their, in his or her field, who've achieved something that they're, they're proud of and that they're like, wow, you know, I've really got, I've built experience, I've built a network, I've got expertise in the field. Um, I know I can do stuff. What's next? How do I take everything I've built, all the resources I've created for myself to create something extraordinary with the rest of my life, with the second half of my life? Um, so that, that's the kind of people 
to reach out to me for private coaching. Those are people that I work with on one-on-one coaching. Um, people ready for the second act who want to create something extraordinary in their life, their masterpiece, really their life's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And um, for everyone else who's kind of not there yet on the journey and who looks forward to getting to that stage, uh, so, sorry, so for that first group, um, so that, I'm putting this for the first group, uh, the best way to contact me is redefineus.com. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready for your second act, redefineus.com, um, you can reach out to me and, and we'll have a conversation. For everyone else, um, what I'm doing is I've created a blog with some e-learning courses, email coaching courses, online groups um, that you can learn from, ebooks, etc., so that you can get yourself to the to be ready to do your second act. Um, and so, for you, the best place to go to is artofamagicallife.com. Artofamagicallife.com. Art Exactly. So um, wherever you are in the journey, hopefully uh, there's a little something I can provide that you can learn from that can be useful. And if you haven't found it, reach out to me and uh, I may know someone uh, who can collaborate on that idea. (laughs) Excellent. That's great. Thank you very much indeed for a fascinating conversation. Much appreciated. Thank you so much, Judy. (laughs) 